Located on the edges of your radio static, you've stumbled upon the lost signal. Tonight, we bring you a production of Fred Matho's Death of a Doll. But first, a word from our friends at Podcast from the Crypt. I'm Devin. And I'm Steph. And we are the The Podcast Podcast from the Crypt. Join us every Friday as we discuss accounts of murder, mayhem, paranormal, and all things spooky. Plus a dash of comedy to help soothe your soul during these chilling tales. You can find us anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, etc. Also, you can find us at thepodcastfromthecrypt.buzzsprout.com, and you can choose from there how you'd like to listen. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook, both at The Podcast From The Crypt. Be sure to tune in and listen to us discuss what nightmares are made of. Let's get weird. And as always, hail Satan. And we'll see you in hell. keep saying this is 1948, and I keep saying this is Manhattan, and I keep saying whether you believe in the devil or not, you don't meet him until you're dead. But believe me, that's the devil over there under the lamp. At three o'clock, he's coming for me. Sure, you've got a right to think I'm crazy, standing around waiting to be killed with a doll underneath my arm. This all started ten days ago, around five in the afternoon, at the city morgue. McGrundy, the night editor, sent me there on my first assignment. The morgue, he said, was a good place to look for stories. Looks like you might be in luck, son. How's that? Come around the table. What's your name? Will Harper. (laughs) All right, Willie. Come down to the coolers with me. Unless I'm very wrong, I've got a story in there for you. The girl in locker number seven. Been here four days. Tomorrow, we close the case on her. What does that mean, Mr. Jackson? It means, in spite of everything the police have been able to do, they can't find out her name, where she lived, or anyone who knew her. How is she found? Tugboat crew fished her out of the East River. Tomorrow, she goes to the city burial grounds in a plain box marked Jane Doe. That's horrible. Just dying and... Nobody... Do you think she was murdered? There's not a mark on her. Police say she wasn't, but I want you to look at her face and tell me what you think. 
This is Jane Doe. Want you to see her face, Willie. Tell me what you see in it. A strange emotion overtook me. She didn't seem dead. Her skin was perfect ivory. Her hair was fine-spun copper. Her lips twisted slightly. I blushed and I turned away, imagining to myself what those lips must have looked like with life's color in them. Jackson led me back to his office without speaking. As I lit a shaky cigarette, he fished a brown paper bag out of his desk, and he handed it to me, tilting it forward as he did so. What the hell? Yeah. When they pulled her out of the river, she was clutching this doll. Even the doll hasn't helped trace her. The police are through with it. Mr. Jackson, you'll think I'm nuts, but suddenly I feel sore. Hell, I'm boiling mad. I don't know why, but I think she was murdered. The look on her face. It kind of asks you to help, doesn't it? Yes. A dead girl, nobody wants, and a doll. There's your story, Willie. Too bad you didn't know her before. Yeah. Thanks. Here, take the doll along with you. I beat it back to the paper on fire to do a story about the dead girl and her doll. As I gave McGrundy my report, he stared at me. When I got through, he had sort of a twisted grin on his face. Sort of knew it all. He grunted and tilted the paper-wrapped doll forward. You think she was murdered, huh? Yeah. Cops didn't think so. Well, they're closing her case tomorrow. Yep. No clues, facts, or anything outside of this doll? None. All right, Hopper, I'll give you another day to find the nasty character who did this horrible thing. Cops have been wrong before. Go ahead. Thanks. I'll get a story. Hmm. Take your dolly along with you, Willie. Don't keep falling for the dead ones. Now I know why I resented that crack of McGrundy's. He must have guessed before that I had fallen in love with the girl in the morgue. Half hour later, disgusted with my own morbidity, I went to my room before going out to eat. Slammed the door and tossed the doll onto a chair. Couldn't shake the feeling that nameless girl in the morgue had something to say to me. If only the doll could talk. Tell me about her. What was she like? Was her voice soft? Was she kind? Who was cruel to her? Where did she live? Who killed her, doll? Who? I grinned sheepishly at myself in the mirror, and with that gesture this story really begins. The next few moments remain electrifyingly vivid. I had set the doll down on the bureau. I didn't touch it. Wasn't even looking at it. When a new sound came from it. Karenana. That was what I had heard. A sound? A sound only? Un no. Somehow I thought it was more than a sound. A name. Maybe a name. 
Half because I didn't want to stay alone with the doll any longer and half on a hunch, I stuffed the doll back in its bag and went back to the paper. I went straight to the reference room files, the doll stuffed under my arm. What are you looking for? I want to know if you've got anything in the files on someone named Karen Nana. Spelled with a K or a C. Heh. What's funny? You seem amused. Oh, don't tell me he's around again. If you've got a lead on Karen Nana, you've got some story. Oh? Will you get me clips on him? I'll get you Meyer's anthropology. I'm sure he's in there. Anthropology? Who is he? The devil? Karenana, of course an almost forgotten myth from Asia. Lucifer on Earth wearing out one body after another walking the Earth always. I remember it now from college. I started on a long walk down Fifth Avenue, my head whirling with a maddening conflict. I think I would have given up the whole thing then. But always at the point of going home to bed or chucking the blasted doll in a can, the face of the girl in the morgue blanked out other thoughts. When I reached Washington Square, it was dusk. The sidewalk artists were packing up their canvases as I passed them. All but one. He was a tall, angular man with a completely bald head, whose four or five paintings had the advantage of a streetlight. The man paid no attention to me, until at the sight of one painting, I stiffened in utter shock. What's the matter, friend? My stuff that bad? That one. The one with the girl. Woman with a doll, I call it. You like it? Who's the girl? Do you know her? Tell me. Sorry. I'm selling oil paintings, friend. I'm not a dating bureau. No. No, you've, you've got it all wrong. I've got a reason for asking. Look, I'll prove it. Yeah. Isn't this the doll you painted with the girl? Where'd you get that? I haven't seen Hazel in a week. She left for the coast. I gave her that doll to pose with. What's wrong? Hazel's dead. Dead? Where is she? If I tell you, will you promise to say nothing for a while? I'm a reporter with the Blade. My name is Will Harper. I won't say nothing unless I believe you had something to do with it. Where is she? I'll take you to her. She's at the city morgue. An hour later, we came out of the morgue. The painter, Bo, had simply nodded at my questioning look. Seeing the girl again, knowing her name, now added to the emotions I already felt for her. I had a sudden impulse as we stood in the street. I handed the artist Hazel's doll. You giving me the doll? No, I want it back. I want you to tilt it, make it cry. What did that sound like to you? What did you hear? Sounds like the doll said Karenana. You heard it too. Say it again. Say that name again. What did you hear the doll say? I distinctly heard it said Karenana. Then I'm not crazy. And do you know who Karenana is, Bo? I'm afraid I do. 
It's the most fantastic coincidence I've ever encountered. Why? Do you know who Karanana is? The devil. Lucifer. Satan. Yep. I think we better go to my place and talk this out. Certainly, if what I think is true is true, then no one will believe us. What do you think? That Hazel was murdered by Karanana. I followed Bo silently along the dark streets of the lower city. His long legs led us finally to a dingy, narrow, fish-foul street, where we climbed an outside stair to a warehouse. You're in love with her, aren't you? An amazing circumstance to be in love with someone you met too late. I could have loved her, yes. I met her at the mission house. Conceived the idea of painting her with the doll. Somehow that seemed right to me. Go on. Well, we worked here for three weeks on the painting. I paid her enough so that she could go to California. Always a dream of hers. One night, as we walked the streets nearby, Karanana appeared. Karanana? Or a man who calls himself Karanana. The devil, or the human form of the devil, however you choose to think. There can't be such a thing. The devil's just a myth. Is he? I met him in Istanbul eight years ago, in a cafe. I did a painting of him. Well, what's he like? Squat, massive man, ape-like. As I painted him, he admitted to me such crimes I could hardly hold my brush. Like what? He made his living as a professional murderer, very discreetly, very cleverly, very effectively. Why didn't you turn him in? <laughs> really? I like to paint, and I like to live. He was so pleased with the picture I made and gave him that he told me any time I needed to rid myself of some embarrassing person he'd be around. Lucky you, but who'd believe that story? We do, Willie. And that's the important thing. Do you have any spare cash? Why? I have about $150. If you can make up the difference, I think we can claim Hazel's body and give the child a decent burial. I fixed it up with Jackson at the morgue. At three that afternoon, Bo and I, plus two gravediggers in the city cemetery, were watching a bright new casket being lowered into a new grave. Man that is born of woman hath but a short time to live, and is full of misery. He cometh up, and is cut down like a flower. He fleeth as it were a shadow, and never continueth in one stay. In the midst of life, we are in death. Thanks, Bow. I liked her, Willie. Very much. And you're a nice guy, Willie. Wouldn't you rather go now? Now? Now let's wait until she's covered over. I want to talk to you. I've just gotten an idea. I know how to get Karanana. And I will be very glad to see that you're buried next to Hazel here. I see things a lot clearer now that Hazel has a name and a past for me. If there is a man named Karanana, as you say, I think he's human. And that's an even chance. Maybe Karanana isn't the one. And I'll find out. 
In any case, do you want to help? In any way short of being discreetly disposed of, yes. Swell. Karanana said he'd do a little job for you whenever you wanted him to, right? Yep. And you get in touch with him? Sorry, Willie, my merchant of death is unreachable. He shows up when he wants to. Alright, I'll wait. But when he does, you've got a matter for him to do. I have? Who? Me. That was a week ago. An exciting week for me covering all sorts of stuff in the paper. I'd begun thinking that Bo was an imaginative phony. Even my editor McGrundy had stopped kidding me about Hazel's doll perched on my desk. Then this morning at 9.30, I got a call. Morning, Blade. Willie Harper here. Greetings and farewell, Willie. This is Bo. Oh, what's up? The devil's in town, Willie. He wants to see you. Karen Anna? Yes, I saw him last night. He was delighted to help me get rid of you. I see. I told him you were a reporter, planning a story about art which tore my work to pieces. What's the matter, Willie? Change your mind? No, no, no. Did he say where? He never lets his clients in on the details, but he did say I'd be rid of you by three o'clock tomorrow morning. Thanks, Bo. I'll be seeing you. Seriously, Willie, I hope so. Remember, bullets don't work on some things. Goodbye. So long. By three this morning, he said. I didn't know where exactly, when or if I could get the drop on the devil and force the truth about Hazel out of him. I stuffed the doll into a bag and started out, but McGrundy caught me. Harper. Yeah? Woman shot through the back of the head playing solitaire at I-47 Parkway North. Husband with her. Go out on it, phone it in. Right. When I hit the lobby downstairs, an unaccountable chill got me in the small of the back. Something made me stop short and turn around. It was my first look at Karanana. He was leaning against a phone booth. A heavy-set, ill-shaped man, whose arms sloped weirdly from his neck into a heavy stump. He was eyeing me impassively. The game was on, I knew. I grabbed a cab to get my story just the same. I phoned the stuff in from the cigar store across the street. When I stepped out of the booth, Karanana had just bought some cigarettes. He turned to me as I froze waiting. Some murder across the street, huh? Yeah. How'd you know? I get around. Matter a hobby of yours, mister? No. Strictly business. So long. That's the kind of thing that went on all day. McGrundy kept me on the hop and no matter where I went, Karanana was there ahead of me. This afternoon, I got to my room long enough to pick up my Luger pistol and the license I have to carry it. He was waiting for me when I came out. Better put that inside your coat pocket. It shows on your hip. I'll be seeing you. It's quarter to three now. Fifteen minutes, and he hasn't moved from under that lamppost in two hours. I'm not waiting. I'm not waiting another minute. I'm going to meet the devil 
and have it done with. But will a bullet do it? Can I trick him into admitting Hazel's murder, or will he kill me first? Well, here I am. Yeah, I see. What can I do for you? It's almost three o'clock. Hmm. You know, you're right. Time sure flies. Well, time for me to get on home, I guess. So long, Willie. It's a trick. A fiend's trick. He's leaving me with only a few minutes to go. I... I've got to stop this. I can't go through with it. I'll go to Bo's place. I'll tell him to call it off. I don't want to die. Willie. Bo. I was just running for your place. I thought you might be down this way. You look scared to death. You should be, I guess. I've got to hide, Bo. Let's beat it somewhere. It's almost three. All right. Quick across the street, Willie. There's a broken pier down there. It's dark here, Willie. We'll be safe for a while. You certainly worked yourself up. Got the doll there? Yeah. I, I don't know why I carried it. I'm glad you did. You have your gun with you? Yeah, my Luga. Let me have it. You're too wrought up. Here. Yeah. Good. Now, be still a moment. It's three o'clock. Yep. Three o'clock. Time for us to part. What do you mean? You are not a very astute person, are you, Willie? Maybe Hazel's doll can tell you. You? No! Bo, this is crazy! The same water that received Hazel is at your back, Willie. The time is three, and tomorrow you will be fished out with the doll under your arm. You're Karenana! Indeed. Hazel, poor sweet child, learned the same truth by accident. You dirty... Filthy. Farewell, Willie. You there! Drop the gun! Karenana. Karenana never dies. How's the head feel now, Willie? Better, Mr. McGrundy. My professional pride hurts more. Well, it shouldn't. You followed through like an old-timer, didn't you, Inspector? Yeah, he'll do. How could I have taken you for the devil, Inspector? <laughs> I've been called worse. How'd you know I was going to be through all that? Where I was going to be in the end? Well, I cover the morgue, Willie. When a young boy decides to claim a corpse... It's time to follow up on it. You seemed okay, but Bo turned out to be wanted as a professional killer. So you tagged along with me to get him? 
Yeah. He was after you. There's no doubt about it. Oh. Here's your doll, Willie. Yeah, uh... I tilt the doll and nothing happens. No sound. Yeah, it must be broke. I guess she doesn't have to speak anymore, Mr. McGrundy. I think the doll is dead. Returning now to the edges of your radio static, this has been The Lost Signal. Follow us on Twitter at The Lost Signal 1 and Instagram at The Lost Signal Podcast. Also, follow and rate us on iTunes. Thank you, and good night. <laughs>